morning church. When I first got called into missions, the scripture reference that God used to call me was in Isaiah chapter 6. And it comes in verse 8 where God says, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah raises his hand and says, Here I am, Lord, send me. Such boldness and such confidence. And it's even more incredible to see his response when you take the context of the situation. The rest of the chapter shows us that Isaiah was having a vision. He says, I I had a vision and I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. And there were angels flying all around singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. And it's interesting when God asks that question, whom shall I send and who will go for us? He doesn't ask um, Isaiah directly. He doesn't say, Isaiah, will you go for us? He asks this room of holy creatures, um, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And the only man in the room, probably the least equipped person in the room to do any kind of service work for the Lord is the boldest one jumping up saying, here I am, send me. And you might think, well, he was just a super confident guy and uh, I'm not really like that. But if you follow the story in chapter six, actually when he sees the Lord and he sees the angels, he suddenly becomes aware of his sin in a way that he had never before. And the first words he speaks are, woe to me, for I am a man of unclean lips and I come from a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the Lord. There was no overconfidence. There was no great boldness, just a realization of his brokenness before God. And it's incredible the difference between the two statements. The one is humble and broken. Woe is me. I'm done for. I have no right to be here. And then two verses later, here I am, send me. What happened in between? And that's the secret. In between, after Isaiah realizes his sinfulness and his brokenness in the presence of God, an angel flies over to the altar, picks up a coal and touches his lips with it and says to him, "Uh, Isaiah, your sin has been atoned for. And John chapter 12 verse 41, John unpacks what happened uh, in this chapter in a beautiful way, he, he says, you know, when Isaiah was uh, in that throne room and looking at the Lord, I think you might imagine maybe it was the father sitting on the throne. But actually, John chapter 12 shows us who it was. It quotes the exact same scripture reference. And then John says he was talking about Jesus. He saw Jesus. So he sees Jesus sitting on the throne. And when the angel takes the coal and touches his lips, the coal is symbolic for the sacrifice on the cross. And we know that the only thing that can atone for sin and completely get rid of sin in our lives is what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so what I love about the story is you might think that Isaiah's response comes from this bold, confident guy. No, this was a broken sinner in the presence of God whose sin had been forgiven. And because his sin was forgiven and because it had been atoned for, that's what gave him the confidence to say, God, I will go for you. I will uh, answer your call. 
Church, I want you to know that God is still calling out who can I send and who will go for us. And sometimes we talk like we're still Isaiah 1.0. Oh, woe is me. I'm not quite there. I'm not quite good enough. But I want you to know the secret in this passage for us is this. If you have encountered Christ, your sin has been atoned for. You have been forgiven. You are in a perfect place to raise your hand and answer God's call and say, God, this is who I am. It might not be much, but it's yours. And I will go. I will answer your call. Are you willing to answer that call this morning? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that every single believer has encountered the cross. We've encountered Jesus. That symbolic call has touched our lips, Lord. When you look at us, you don't see um, uh, who we were and all of our sinfulness, Lord. You see us as completely righteous and set apart and ready to work for you. And you still call this purpose in our lives. There's a calling on each one of our lives, Lord. And this morning, we want to say to you as a church, speak to us, call us. If there's work that you need to get done and there's things you want uh, to do, you want people to do for you, then we as a church are saying to you, here we are, send us.